0: welcome to explore life where we bring you some of the most intriguing guests and help you use their stories to learn grow and maximize the adventure in your own life today's guest a private investigator surveillance expert i'm your host greg dean this podcast series is about how to maximize the experiences in your life and how to remove any victims from your personal choices including human and non-human And you know this includes how you treat that man or woman you fell in love with and how they treat you don't expect your partner to do the right thing by you if their values do not consider the victims to their choices some people have a game plan where you are simply a bridge they need to cross to get to where they want to go and for some people who have so much to lose financially their home, money, and access to their children, they need the honest truth when their partner is keeping secrets. If you want to live an adventurous life, either go your own way or ensure you become kinder within yourself and have a partner with the same kind values. So today at Explore Life, we introduce you to private investigator, surveillance expert, Jaris Fuller. Are you ready? Let's go. Jarris Fuller of jfabrisbane.com is a private investigator providing specialised surveillance and investigation services to government, corporate and private clients since 1987. And that includes those clients who are going through divorce and relationship breakdown. Welcome Jarris, thank you so much for your time.
1: Thanks Greg, I'm more than happy to be chatting with you. Can you tell me a little bit about JFA Brisbane? Sure Greg, I've been a PI since 1987, a long time now, 26 years. Um, Back then I uh, uh, was working as a police officer and ended up uh, assisting a uh, stranded female motorist one one night. She as it turned out uh, was a nanny to a uh, private investigator and I ended up uh, getting to know him quite well. Um, I worked for him whilst on leave uh, for about uh, six weeks and made up my mind that uh, this is definitely something that I wanted to pursue. So I resigned from the police service and uh, I've been a PI ever since.
0: Divorce is a very painful process, both financially and emotionally. Things can get messy that must come out. When
1: a client comes to you, what state are they in? To be totally honest, Greg, uh, we don't often get clients who come to us after both uh, persons have decided to get a divorce. What mostly happens is that one spouse might already have made a decision or is close to making a, a decision to get a divorce and they need more information or hard evidence before they finally confront their partner. And really, that is the ideal time to be thinking about hiring an investigator. Those secrets you mentioned are far more easily found at that point. As to their state of mind, yes it, uh, it can and often is uh, a very emotional time for them. But uh, there's no real common denominator. Some clients are extremely emotional, which sometimes does make it a little bit more difficult for us to, uh, to deal with them on a rational level at the beginning of the process. And yet others can be extremely cool, calm and very methodical. Is it usually a spouse or the lawyer of the spouse who hires you? It's most often a spouse. Usually they suspect something is happening and need proof or they have proof but need more information. Once you get to the point of needing a lawyer, it's pretty much a done deal. And really, as I said before, the best time to gather information and evidence is before a person challenges their partner about their suspicions.
0: Do you sometimes have to locate a husband or wife who has disappeared in order to not pay child support? And do you have any stories?
1: Yes, sometimes it's necessary to locate someone first in order to then establish what their uh, personal and or financial situation is. Mostly this can be done through various search facilities to which we have access, but sometimes we also have to think a little outside the box. I recently had one uh, situation where there was simply no current data that would give us an address on this particular person. We knew um, that he was in a certain suburb We just could not get a street address. We also knew he liked to gamble on the horses and ended up watching the, uh, the closest TAB for a couple of days. He turned up and we were able to uh, follow him home to get, a, get an address. Uh, follow-up surveillance on that particular person also established that he was working probably on a uh, cash-in-hand basis with a mate who was a builder. On another occasion, we only had a P.O. box address for the person we needed to locate. So what, did I, what I ended up doing was mailing him a very long object, and uh, you know, obviously that wouldn't fit in his box, so he had to go to the counter to collect it. The package was also uh, quite distinctively wrapped so, so uh, we were able to identify this person when uh, when he collected the item and again we followed him home to uh, to ended up uh, getting a current address.
0: What are some of the common issues in your line of work of a broken relationship? An example may be say hidden bank accounts, affairs. What do you find most
1: common? The most common by well over 95% are affairs. Drug and alcohol abuse, gambling, they can all play a part. But by far the most common reason a PI would get hired is to prove or disprove infidelity.
0: What signs would somebody look for before this occurs?
1: It's very difficult to say with any certainty, Gregor's everybody's different. But in most cases, one spouse will uh, usually feel that something's not quite right by the slight changes in manner and behavior of their partner. Women in particular are very attuned to uh, to this sort of thing. When that happens it's probably best to pay a little attention, extra attention to items uh, such as a new phone or perhaps paperwork that might indicate a new P.O. box has been set up that could be hidden somewhere usually only accessed by the partner. For a male, uh, that might be the car, their, uh, the garage, toolboxes, time to go have a look-see what might be hidden.
0: Does your work entail custody suits?
1: Yes, uh, Greg, we do quite a bit of surveillance to see how a child is being treated when, uh, when in the care of a particular parent or that parent's new partner. We pay particular attention to things like rough or even semi-violent behaviour, alcohol use, sometimes even drug use as well as the little things like whether they speed with the child in the car, is the child properly restrained in the vehicle, or do any occupants of the car smoke when the uh, the child's on board the vehicle.
0: What do you see as the common telltale signs that a spouse is having an affair or hiding money?
1: Question. What do you see as uh, some of the common telltale signs a spouse is having an affair or hiding money? Answer. Greg, I think there are thirty-five signs of uh, uh, possible infidelity on on my web, on my website, but uh, the the one I hear time and time and time again—it's remarkable how uh, how common this one is—that uh, their partner is never not with their, uh, their phone. They never, ever leave the phone or not have it with them. Even when they're you know, going to the toilet, they'll take their, uh, their phone. Uh, some of the other ones uh, that are um, very common, uh, a sudden increase in time away from home or, or longer work hours, uh, variations of their, uh, their daily routine, um, as I mentioned before, a general feel that they're not behaving uh, quite the same. Um, not, you know, usually nothing very specific that, uh, that a potential client can put their finger on. They just get a feel that something's not quite right. Um, the partner might leave the house or, or go to other rooms to uh, talk on the telephone. Uh, they ask about uh, your schedule more often than usual. And another one uh, might be the uh, the passenger seat has been moved, indicating that a, uh, a different person has been travelling in that vehicle.
0: I understand being a private investigator can be laborious and you must be patient. Can you please provide a step-by-step process from hiring you to delivering the discovered information? so the listener knows what to expect?
1: After a potential client contacts me, which is usually by phone or email, I will initially get some preliminary, very basic information about their situation and what they hope to achieve. I will then usually have um, an idea on the best way to go about obtaining the information they need and the possible costs involved. Now, to give you an example, um, if it's a cheating partners type situation and the, uh, uh, the wife tells me that her husband is always late home from work on certain days, I will likely suggest surveillance from his workplace on those particular days to see where he goes and what he does and with whom uh, when he gets there and uh, costs uh, a 4 hour period of surveillance could be as low as $300 so not an overly large amount of money now if the client wishes to proceed at this point i will then provide them with details of the information they will need to that we will need to get to get the uh, the surveillance started now a website has downloadable PDF and doc forms or they can access an online form to fill out. They can also upload uh, photos and other documentation if, uh, if necessary. I will then review all of that information, get any additional information if necessary and set an overall cost for the entire matter. Now being in the information business, we only operate on an accounts positive basis, meaning that all matters need to be prepaid before we start work. If the client doesn't want any kind of uh, payment paper trail, we can provide our banking details so that a uh, direct cash deposit can be made. The work is then undertaken and uh, usually a client will want to know what is happening as the investigation unfolds and I usually keep them updated with uh, phone calls and or text messages as the job is happening. Depending on what is found the matter might often go off in a completely different and sometimes unexpected direction. For example, I followed a female surveillance subject uh, after she left home one morning. This is going back about 18 months, possibly two years. Her husband thought that she was uh, cheating on him. So uh, the surveillance began. She took the kids to school and then just happened to drive straight to a brothel in Wollongabba, parking behind the building where only uh, staff have access. I of course phoned the client and after he got over his initial shock at what had actually occurred, he asked me to wait at least one hour and if she was still inside for me to go in as a potential client to make absolutely certain she was indeed working as a prostitute and not just visiting somebody who might be there. Yes, I did go in and yes, she was actually working as a prostitute. And Greg, before you ask, the answer is no. Covert video and audio of her outlining her services and the cost involved really were all I needed, all was prepared to do. So um, going back to the procedures, after the investigation is concluded, we provide our client with any reports, documentation, video, photos, etc. Usually all of that is uh, factored into the initial cost, and if any of the prepaid fees need to be refunded that is uh, done within a 24 hour period.
0: When is the perfect time to hire a private investigator and when is it too late to bother?
1: Each situation will be different and depend what the client requires. Uh, For example, I would have uh, initially thought it would have been too late to hire a PI after a spouse has already left and was living with somebody else. However, I've also had quite a few clients engage me just to obtain um, ID video and photographs of the other person involved just to satisfy their curiosity. And there is certainly nothing wrong with that at all. We're all curious creatures and whilst there might not be any legal or financial benefit in having something like that done, it does provide peace of mind and that has great value indeed. A good example of when hiring a PI was redundant, it's quite a remarkable story, this one, Um, uh, still quite amazed uh, at what was uh, initially so obvious turned into something very, very plausible. But anyway, a male uh, client uh, contacted me with uh, suspicions of infidelity, and he told me that he'd found a used condom wrapped up in um, some tissue paper in his wife's bedside dresser. Well, I think anyone would have been suspicious about that. Everything was arranged for surveillance to be commenced, but on the night prior, the client phoned me to cancel the sur- surveillance. Apparently, his wife had just spoken to him prior to him uh, ringing me, and she, uh, she mentioned to, to him that she had found a used condom in their teenage son's bedroom. So, uh, as I said, I guess sometimes even the most suspicious activity can have a plausible explanation. Can your services be used to track
0: the flow of money when it seems apparent one spouse is hiding funds from the other?
1: Do you have any stories or case scenarios? Greg, first off, obtaining bank information or credit card information cannot legally be done by a PI. It looks great on TV and in the movies, but... uh, uh, financial information, medical information and police criminal history are all highly illegal and very strict no-go areas. Um, credit, uh, personal credit information is also a no-go area as well. But um, all that's not to say a PI can't be helpful in establishing some quite useful information or evidence. Uh, some examples might be lifestyle uh, surveillance and legitimate searches can often establish the kind of lifestyle somebody is le- leading. Where they live, the, the rental cost per week, uh, the type of vehicle they drive, where and on what they spend their money. For example, losing several thousands of dollars at a casino on a regular basis. All these things go towards painting a pretty good picture of the kind of lifestyle somebody is leading. Another example would be unusual hidden assets. Now assets can can come in various forms. I remember once working a, a very straightforward surveillance on an infidelity matter, and during the course of doing that, the male drove his usual vehicle to a secure, secure storage facility, only to leave uh, again 10 minutes later in a very expensive Maserati. He then met up with his girlfriend. Now, his wife was totally unaware of the vehicle, and but it became very relevant later on during divorce proceedings.
0: What considerations do you feel should be made regarding the reasons for hiring a private investigator? What are the case scenarios where it has been beneficial in hiring one?
1: Uh, Greg, hiring a PI really comes down to one thing. If you need information, evidence or peace of mind, a private investigator is the best person to help you obtain them. How are you utilised in family court? In most cases it's the evidence we obtain, um, that is our formal reports, search extracts, video etc. that is presented to the court for consideration. It's um, actually rarely necessary for a PI to actually uh, attend court in person to uh, provide direct evidence. When that happens, it's mostly because uh, a piece of evidence you obtained is challenged. But it's difficult for someone shown in video with good close-up ID to say, quote, no, that's not me, or that didn't happen. When a lawyer hires you, is it different from when a spouse is
0: hiring you, apart from the emotional entanglement?
1: Dealing with a lawyer is almost exclusively based on what legally admissible evidence he or she will need to further their case. They aren't really interested in uh, conjecture or assumption, other than as a possible conduit for other lines of inquiry that could provide that hard evidence that they need. Now a private client on the other hand usually doesn't need proof beyond all reasonable doubt simply knowing that a spouse has met up with someone at a cafe where video shows them holding hands and being affectionate towards each other is enough information for them to establish infidelity in their own mind. Now from a legal perspective that scenario doesn't prove they are actually having a sexual relationship but I think for most people they will join the dots pretty quickly and come to their own conclusions.
0: Can you tell me how your services might be used in regards to an international relationship where one partner might be using the other partner for the sole purpose of obtaining residency?
1: Do you have any case scenarios? We've worked on a few situations like this before in, uh, in one particular matter, and this is uh, a, a little um, bit involved, so I'll try and break it down into the elements. We, uh, we basically had a female client who believed that her husband was having an affair? Now, let's call the uh, uh, the person with whom he's having the affair the the mistress. Okay. Now, the the mistress uh, is a non-Australian resident, and she happens to be uh, or happened to be uh, residing with a second male um, who did have Australian uh, residency. Now, the client believed that the mistress. Uh, may enter into some sort of an arranged marriage uh, with this second male to obtain her Australian residency, and still, and that way, continue to maintain the uh, liaison with the uh, with the client's husband. So. The, the surveillance, which was quite, uh, quite in extensive, um, went for a little over two weeks. And because the husband um, operated uh, several restaurants and cafes, uh, sometimes wouldn't get home till two or three o'clock in the morning, uh, the, the uh, surveillance was uh, almost 24 hours a day. So in this, in that particular case, the uh, it was a matter of uh, not only confirming the infidelity, but also to get evidence to stop the mistress from getting her residency uh, by way of a, an arranged marriage. So the the surveillance targeted not only the infidelity, but also the mistress. Uh, and the male with whom she was residing um, video evidence to show that they were not in a committed relationship so if the arranged marriage did occur the client would have some way of uh, countering that. But um, to answer your specific question Greg it it can be difficult to prove that someone is not really in love with another person Uh, if they're seeing somebody else as well well that's one thing uh, but to get to somebody's true motives can be difficult. It's not impossible, um, but uh, often usually has to be done by discreetly either chatting to the person directly or to one of their friends using a suitable pretext. Now, a pretext, by the way, is um, basically an engineered way of speaking with somebody where their true intentions remain hidden. So, uh, in other words, that chatty person sitting next to you in a pub one night might might just be a PI pumping you for information.
0: What's the best advice you can give to someone who may be in a situation where they can no longer trust their spouse or might be thinking of divorce?
1: The first thing is to uh, remain calm. If you suspect something untoward might be happening, do not challenge your partner about your suspicions. All that does is make them hide their activities even more. Keep everything as normal as possible. I appreciate that might be difficult to do, but it is very, very important. But there are a few things that you can do at this point. Firstly, keep a journal of your partner's reported activities. Write down the times, dates, places, other people involved, the excuses given, etc. The journal will become invaluable as you compare what um, has been recorded there uh, with what's said and with phone bills, credit card statements, ATM withdrawals, talking to other people etc. A cheating partner is likely, likely to change his or her story or question their memories so keeping a record of everything is critical. Go through the trash, wallet, purse, pockets etc. whenever they aren't around. Maybe keep track of your partner's mileage or, if relevant, gather biological evidence. Um, for example, underwear. Okay, that can be tested uh, um, to establish whether sperm is or is not present. In fact, I think there are some, uh, some kits that will do exactly that available uh, on the internet. Give some thought to various technology that might help you discover even more, for example using a GPS tracker, hidden audio and video devices, PC and phone spyware, but get good advice on the legality of using that equipment first. There are a number of situations where they can be quite legally used. Keep in mind also that when challenged, almost Everyone denies, 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 unless you are 100% convinced of what is occurring and cannot, and cannot uh, ever see any reason to think otherwise or want more evidence, then it would be prudent to contact a good private investigator for further advice.
0: I imagine that some people wish to do their own private investigation work. Would you ever recommend against this? If so, what are some of the many things that can go wrong?
1: Well, Greg, uh, when it comes to surveillance matters, I would strongly recommend against somebody doing this. Uh, firstly, you might be recognised if the surveillance subject is known to you and if this were to occur it would then make it extremely difficult for us to then be able to conduct effective surveillance as the surveillance subject will be uh, already on the lookout for exactly this type of activity. Uh, having a friend or an acquaintance conducting the surveillance for you, uh, particularly if it's uh, you know, over many, many days, might also subject them to allegations of stalking, if their activities were noted. Uh, You know, it looks really easy on TV and the movies, but conducting effective and most importantly undiscovered surveillance really is a very highly skilled technique that really is best left to the professionals. But when it comes to uh, uh you know doing online searches and uh, checking online databases uh, that's certainly something that uh, that a client or a, you know an acquaintance of a client uh, can do effectively um, uh, there are a lot of online databases available. Um, just be sure to uh, tell your investigator what has been done and what uh, what results have already been uh, obtained. Also bear in mind too that uh, a lot of agencies have access to uh, to certain um, databases that generally aren 't available to the uh, to the public, for example. Um, <clears throat> For example, several databases that uh, we have access to uh, cost us several thousands of dollars each year just to, uh, to have access. So, as I said, it's, uh, it, you know, they certainly won't be uh, the type of databases that uh, the average uh, person out there would have access to.
0: Can you please lay out a list of things that a private investigator cannot do for a client to investigate? I imagine you were asked to hack emails and many other things there would be legal boundaries in place that you should let the listener know.
1: That's uh, certainly the case. Um, I... Have previously mentioned police criminal history checks. Um, that is certainly something that no PI can legally access. Um, police uh, police information is just not available to uh, to a private investigator. However, um, I don't know whether many other agencies do do this, but uh, we certainly do. Um, there are. Daily court listings um, posted in each state, uh, covering um, you know magistrates' courts, district courts, and uh, supreme courts uh, in each state, and we collate those on a daily basis, and have done for uh, for quite some time. That's all publicly available information, and uh, I mean. For example, if you go to uh, the Queensland uh, court listings, um, all that information is available today. But uh, and tomorrow's information is available tomorrow, but today's information won't be accessible um, tomorrow, and un- unless uh, you've collated all that information, and we do do that, so we can run through the. Um, the public information that we have collated uh, to see whether uh, a particular person has, uh, you know, appeared before uh, a magistrate in a in a magistrate's court or a, um, or a judge in the district or supreme court. Uh, Medical information is also a uh, a no-go area Um, and uh, a lot of people tend to think that private investigators have access to vehicle registration information. That is certainly not the case. Um, There is some limited access available from Queensland Transport, but there are very, very strict guidelines in place and they usually um, relate to uh, legal matters and... uh, Injury related claims, traffic accidents and that type of thing. So for any personal matter, uh, divorce proceedings, that type of thing, uh, a private investigator would not have access to vehicle registration information. Uh, Bank accounts and uh, financial information is also a uh, strictly no-go area. Uh, That's not available to any PI in Australia as far as I'm aware of. And I think I've mentioned uh, previously that a person's... Personal credit file information is also not available. What is available when it comes to credit information is um, uh, public records. When it comes to uh, to business and company uh, transactions and judgments and default notices and things of that nature, uh, that is available um, as well as uh, civil litigation through uh, through the courts. Uh, again, that's publicly available information and can be accessed. How would somebody go about
0: selecting and hiring a good private investigator?
1: Um, Some things to look out for are, uh, firstly, how long have they been in business? Um, There are a lot of people, um, you know, completing courses and getting their PI licence, and uh, from there they can set up a very slick website and start promoting themselves. Um, But I can tell you from experience that... Somebody who has had their licence for less than several years um, is firstly very very inexperienced and secondly could do more harm than actual good. So um, do check to see how long they have been in business. Do an online ABN check of their... um, Australian business number, see when it was first registered uh, in uh, in Queensland and most of the other states. There are on- online search facilities to uh, to also confirm that um, that particular agency um, is licensed to operate and instruct um, people to conduct surveillance and also an individual uh, persons um license details con- confirmation that they are actually licensed as a pi um, in queensland uh uh, anyone checking a, a Queensland PI would go to the office of Fair Trading, and there is a search facility available there. Uh, have a good look at their uh, their website. Does it appear professional? Uh, and also, are they very open with information about themselves? Uh, private investigators and uh, and websites that seem to feed off uh, you know cloak and dagger in cloak and dagger image in my opinion are not very professional at all.
0: Hiring a private investigator will give you peace of mind. With the long established history of JFA it does not matter where you are in Australia. JFA can help and as you know private investigators are not just there as things are starting to go wrong. The fact is you cannot monitor your partner or ex-partner every waking moment of the day but keep in mind Using a private investigator for infidelity means nothing in the eyes of the court. Why your relationship came to an end is not a concern of the court. What they want to deal with is child welfare and splitting of assets and liabilities. A private investigator can be used at the beginning, in the middle, or at the end of your relationship. Hiring a private investigator can give you peace of mind, but there are many things you can do in the short term to build your own evidence. Firstly, stay calm. Jaris lists 35 signs of infidelity on his website, jfabrisbane.com. The following are some typical signs of a cheating partner or infidelity. On their own, they do not mean your partner is definitely having an affair. They are simply pieces of a puzzle that might represent an overall picture or a pattern of conduct but they also mean you have a valid reason to be concerned. Take note of a sudden increase in time away from home or longer work hours. Deviations in their daily routine. A general change in how your partner behaves, particularly around you. They treat you differently. A decrease or increase in sexual interest. A request for a new type of sexual activity. Demonstration of a new sexual skill. Your partner is often distracted and daydreaming. Your partner no longer wears a wedding ring. He or she says they lost it or something similar. Your partner avoids talking about certain people and changes the subject. There is a greater interest in their personal appearance, wardrobe, grooming and personal hygiene. They may make purchases of new and different underwear. You discover your partner has a new P.O. box. They are often unavailable while at work. They want to attend social events alone. Mobile phone calls to your partner are not returned promptly. Your partner leaves the house or goes to other rooms to talk on the telephone. Your partner may use the computer alone and secretly. Your partner may ask about your schedule more often than usual. If you do suspect an affair, check the mileage on their car. It may be incorrect for their alleged travel distances. Their clothes smell of perfume or cologne, or there is cigarette smoke on their clothing when there shouldn't be. Hair on their clothing does not match in length and colour. There may be unexplained payments on bank statements. Unusual ATM withdrawals, often at locations that are inconsistent with their alleged whereabouts. And there are the little things. You may notice that the passenger seat has been moved, indicating a new passenger has travelled in that vehicle. Your partner has more cash on hand without accountability. Mobile phone bills contain calls with long duration. There are unexplained receipts in the wallet or purse. Unexplained purchases of gifts, for example, flowers or jewellery. Perhaps there are suspicious phone voicemail messages or wrong number calls. Suspicious mobile phone numbers stored or dialed your partner may have a new and unexplained mobile telephone. The internet web browser history list contains unusual sites or is always blank meaning it is being regularly erased. Your partner has begun to use a new or free email account or perhaps your partner is suddenly deleting email messages or text messages. And a final hint that Jarrah says is a sign of infidelity is Your partner may significantly overreact when queried about some of the signs you've noticed. But from here, the biggest mistake you can possibly make is to confront your partner before you have done an investigation. You should not let your partner know you are suspicious. They are already being secretive and hiding the truth from you. If you tip them off, it will make it harder for you to find the truth. So what next? Despite popular belief, Most lying and cheating does not get discovered because a suspicious partner is good at reading his or her partner's behaviour. In most cases, deception and infidelity are uncovered by mistake. A partner decides to come home from work early, a third party accidentally reveals the truth, an email exchange thought to be deleted pops up on the screen, and so on. When you start noticing things going wrong in your marriage, keep a journal of your partner's reported activities. Write down the times, dates, places, other people involved, excuses given. And this journal will become invaluable as you compare with what's said with phone bills, credit card statements, ATM withdrawals, talking to other people. A cheating partner is likely to change his or her story or question your memory. So keeping a record of everything is critical. Get all of this information to your private investigator and allow them to deal with it from there. The person you think you know may not be who they really say they are, or perhaps they have changed over time. You can learn to protect yourself. Be wary, to have your suspicions confirmed, to know the real state of play of your relationship. It can be utilized to protect your children when you feel they are being caught up in the middle unfairly. If you feel your partner is not looking after your children, then you need a private investigator. The police and child welfare only have so much time to spare. By using a private investigator, you can get hard factual evidence to assist you in the family court. It is all about collecting hard information. During the divorce, a private investigator may be used to assist you in gaining custody of your children. When one partner begins to date again, a private investigator can be used to monitor that new partner and their new boyfriend or girlfriend. You may be concerned your child is being neglected, emotionally abused. Is the new boyfriend or girlfriend handling your child harshly? Are they smoking in the car with your child in the background, possibly causing health issues? Are they leaving your child in the car while they go and gamble? And your child or children's welfare can be at stake. Private investigators are used for hard factual evidence. When we become so emotionally caught up and we are not thinking clearly, we can often make mistakes your lawyer may suggest you hire a private investigator. Sometimes relationships come and go, especially in today's society. When your relationship starts going sour, do not expect honesty. Expect deception. And know that sometimes people will say things and do things that are against their character. At the end of the day, whether you use a private investigator or not, you still need to live and you still need to trust Just be wary, allow a private investigator to investigate your situation impassively, without emotion, and then deliver you either the bad news or hopefully some good news. The more money and assets you have, the more you may need a private investigator if your relationship starts to get serious. If you are a man and you require extra coaching, go to Facebook and look up Thrive After Divorce for Men. If you'd like to find out more about Explore Life, go to YouTube, search for Explore Life Films and click subscribe. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. My name is Greg Dean. Explore Life. One life, limitless stories.